This is WFO Radio. To kick off our post-race media availabilities, we are now joined by team owner Richard Childress and crew chief Randall Burnett. If anyone has any questions for either one, please raise your hand and we will get a wireless microphone sent over to you. We'll start over here. Rob Tianson from thepodiumfinish.net. This question first goes to Richard Childers. I mean, Richard, congratulations on this victory. Of your car ownership career, would you say this has to be the craziest victory you've earned so far in your organization's, organization's history? Could you repeat that? Yeah, sorry. I'm hard to hear sometimes. Go I, ahead and repeat, Pete. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I understood. Was this a hard victory? Like a cra the craziest crazy, victory. Crazy night. Uh, we talked about it, Randall. The team, both of our teams talked today about entering the race a little conservative. We knew the uh, tire situation, and uh, we played it out like it needed to be played out. Randall and uh, Justin both did a great job with their cars, and Tyler did a great job tonight with the race car on his restarts. And then my question for Randall is, you know, obviously you and Tyler have built such a great relationship over the years. I mean, what's one of the greatest takeaways you'll have with your experiences working with him in the past few years? Well, you know, we've had some success together, obviously. And, uh, you know, I think the thing I'm most proud of is to see how far he's come in the four years he's been with us. Um, you know, his road course wins earlier this year uh, to finally get this oval win with RCR, I think, is a, a big deal. We've been knocking on the door all year long and, and even before then. So um, just just really proud of, you know, his effort um, in, in the whole RCR group to, to pull together and, and win as many races as we have this year and, and compete so much. Go ahead. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, Randall, how do you approach these tire issues? I mean, <laughs> we've had three races this year where we haven't had tire issues, and then all playoffs it seems like half the drivers. I know you guys aren't in the playoffs anymore, unfortunately, but it seems like all the playoff guys are just trying to figure out how to survive more than just Talladega now. Yeah, I, uh, I start by holding my breath a lot. Um, but, no, we, uh, we, uh, we came into this race a little conservative. We got bit at Kansas the other week with one, and, and I think we've had, you know, four tires go down this year while leading, alert, uh, leading the race. So um, RC talked to me about it and said, make sure you keep some air in the tires today, and I – tried to do that so uh you we went a, a little, job, bit more, <laughs> little bit more conservative approach this uh this week and it, i mean it's just a it's a fine line we everybody knows their speed and in, in pushing the limits of the tires and um you know with the low sidewall the you know low sidewalls the, um, the they're not as forgiving as the 15 inch wheel stuff we had before so um it, it's a lot finer line i think well i mean it, there's so many things that go into it right like um, you know, it's tire pressure, it's the camber in the tires, it's it's where you're running on the racetrack. Like, more often than not, you see a guy that's leading blow a tire, and it's it's because he's got the cleanest air, he's got the most air and most downforce on his car because he's out front, and sometimes it just overloads the tire, and that's, that's kind of where we're at with him. Yeah, Goodyear built a great tire. This was a great tire that Goodyear built for us. It just like Randall said, you got there's a fine line to push that limit, and it wasn't a tire as much as it is trying to be as competitive as you can. Right over here. Over here to your uh, left, Richard Mark Garrow with PRN. 
Come here. Oh. Congratulations, man. Uh, what's it like, you know, given all you've been through with Tyler Reddick and all the things you're trying to sort out for next season to keep winning races with this guy? You know, it's we just got to move forwards, and we talked about winning races, racing for the championship. I really think this team is a championship-caliber team, and uh, uh, they're going to win more races before the year's over. Hopefully both of them will. Do we have any other questions for Richard or Randall? Let's go up here to Dustin Long. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Randall, um, when you have an issue, when you see what, what other teams are going through, how, how did you have to adjust tonight? And what did you have to do with the car? Or were you having to adjust uh, tire pressures throughout the night to avoid, was it three, other, three, three drivers leading, you know, wreck tonight? Yeah, we were definitely keeping an eye on where we were at. Like I said, we started, we came into the weekend a little conservative, um, knowing that, you know, there was some chance here that there there could be potential problems. So we came into the weekend a little conservative, and uh, as the race went on, got even a little more conservative. Um, you know, like when the sun went down after the rain, the pace picked up quite a bit, uh, a lot more grip in the track. So um, we were able to come up on air pressures then and just try to try to make sure – that we didn't put ourselves in a bad spot and make sure, you know, it's that you, you're not the first one to have a problem, right? So um, we did that, and, and unfortunately it worked out. The strategy worked out really good. Um, you know, the cautions fell for us and, at the right time, and, and we were able to get back up through. There was certainly an up-and-down day for us. We, uh, we had a lot of problems early on and um, was able to manage through and fight back through that. So this is the same tire that will be used in Las Vegas. So... I obviously understand it's different tracks, potentially different conditions, but it probably will be hot there and so forth. What is the challenge or what is the, I guess, what is the concern with this tire at Las Vegas then? Well, certainly, you know, <clears throat> like I said, it's very camber dependent, very load dependent. Um, we got to look at all that. You know, we've, we've got to go through all of our sim models and, and look at that and understand what the differences are here to there. Obviously, Vegas is really bumpy through one and two, so that, that poses a concern for it as well. So um, you just kind of got to add up all those things and make the right decisions coming for the weekend and, and not try to put yourself in a box where you're going to get in trouble. Jerry Jordan. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires on that. Richard, I don't see any victory lane cuvee up there. Is this a more of a thank God it's over race or a we're going to go celebrate in a little while race? Well, we had the victory cuvee, but these ladies drank it all over here. See, there it is, empty bottles. <laughs> <coughs> but it is for your winning moments in life, and they didn't celebrate. <laughs> God. Uh, Caleb Vessel, SpeedwayDigest.com. Uh, this is for both of you. Um, even though both your cars are uh, out of the playoffs, what are the mindsets going into uh, Talladega, which is always a crazy race, and even the Charlotte Roval? I mean, is it different when you're out of the playoffs versus when you're in it? No. Win. I mean, that's that's what we want to do. Uh, we want to try to win as many as we can before the end of the year, you know. Um, it's uh, Talladega will be crazy like normal, I'm sure, so – um, just kind of try to stay out of trouble and uh, bide your time and uh, try to be there at the end and, and win. Like, that's that's our goal for the rest of the year is try to win as many as we can before it's over. Yeah. Uh, same here. We just uh, go into Talladega to win. We'll 
race just like we normally would there. We'll go right up here and then to Bob. Hi, Michelle Aaron, Cronkite News out of Arizona. When you see like the unprecedented number of uh, cautions that we had today and things that happened, how do you keep that crew motivated to just stay on track and keep going when all that's going on around you? Yeah, I mean, uh, all these guys are professionals, right? It's not real hard to keep them motivated, um, you know, to, to keep everybody on the same plan. We, obviously, strategy was a big, big thing tonight with, with the cautions, um, you know, the tires, never knowing when the caution's going to come out, um, trying to put yourself in position to – uh, make the fastest stop you can at the last stop of the last stop of the night, right? So everybody got in their window. The caution came out right at, at the window of when you could make it home by filling up uh, with fuel, and everybody came and pitted. And, and we were fortunate enough we didn't have to dump near as much fuel because we had pitted a little bit before, so we were able to take two tires and take advantage of that, and um, you know just just get everybody thinking about that. Our you know our engineers, all that. That's uh, we we're talking a lot about that all night long. So. Go up to Bob. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. For Randall, I mean, you saw guys spinning in resin. You saw guys with tire issues. I mean, is that – I mean, you can, I guess you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as that was a mess or that you can look at it and say, hey, everybody knew there was going to be tire issues and the people who planned it right were the ones who achieved. How do you look at today? Yeah, I mean, you know, we – like I said, it's a little bit of a guessing game for us, right? Like we don't – you don't know what the line is on it, right? So you want to be as close to the line as you can with them without stepping over it. So it's a, it's a, it's a struggle. It's very stressful uh, for all the engineers, all the crew chiefs, uh, everybody up and down pit road. It's, it's one of those things. And um, fortunately, we got it right tonight. We've been on the, on the backside of it and got it wrong a few times this year and, and cost ourselves a win. So um, fortunately, we, we made it work tonight and just kind of go into it. And it's, it's a little bit of what we're, you know, what we're learning about these cars, these tires, everything. Um, I think the guys are doing a great job, like, trying to learn from all these issues so we don't have them uh, going forward. Um, but it, like I said, it's still a learning process. All right, we'll go back up here to the left. Uh, Mark Garrow, PRN. This is this is for both of you. How does it feel to, you know, the team's been kicked around a little bit, but you haven't won once this year. You won four times. You got both cars in the playoffs. Just how do you guys feel about, you know, this team being on the rebound, able to accomplish some of the things you've been able to accomplish this year? Yeah, uh, you know, I, first I think Randall doesn't give himself enough credit. The call he made to Pitt when he did to get to track position was a major role in winning the race. Uh, the strategy going into this race tonight was all about track position, and he made the right call. Like you said, you needed three seconds of fuel, and that put you out where you needed to be. And uh, so he did a great job on his call. But I think the teams, you know, this this car, we're, we're adjusting to it well. A lot of teams are, and it's a lot of tough competition, but I'm – Fortunate to be surrounded with a bunch of good guys that's out there to win races. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really proud of how far we've came. Uh, you know, with the Gen Six car, we were we were behind on it. Uh, you know, so um, it's nice with this uh, this next gen car. We've we've kind of closed the door to that, right? And uh, I think that's that's been a big help. We've done a whole lot of work. There's been a, so much effort at RCR to, to learn as much as possible about this car. we got some great people up there that, that push really hard. And, um, 
you know, it's great to see that we're winning races and and being in the championship, you know, hunt. Obviously, we got knocked out and missed it by two points. Uh, Had two bad races, and that's all it takes, you know. So it's it's unfortunate the eight cars not going deeper uh, into the playoffs. I felt like we had a a really good shot at going pretty far in it and, uh, you know, just came up a little short last week. But um, we can still win a lot of races. I feel like we got some really good tracks coming up. We got the Roval. We got Homestead. Uh, we were really strong at Phoenix. Like, I, I don't think we're done winning with this eight car yet. Any final questions? All right, gentlemen, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. The winner of tonight's Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500, Tyler Reddick, driver of the number eight Richard Childress Racing, Racing Chevrolet. Tyler, this is your third win this season, first win at Texas in the Cup Series. How are you feeling? Um, pretty good. Um, it was a chaotic night for us from what felt like the very get go. We had so many just things not go right. It was, um, I don't even know where to start. We just, we had a lot of things not go our way. And, um, at least two or three times I thought we were going to be crashing in the outside wall in turn one, whether it was because the door foam came off, got in my steering wheel or me and Brad got into each other and I got loose into one. There was a lot of things that just didn't really seem like they were going our way. Loose wheel, I. but uh, it didn't seem to hold us down. I mean, our car was really strong, and we got some brakes along the way too, and I, I knew we had a strong car, but I didn't know how our night was going to finish after all the things that went wrong. So just great that we were able to put ourselves in that position, take two tires, and have a car strong enough to be able to hold on to the lead like that. All right. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We will go ahead and start right back there. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Um, Tyler, first off, congrats. I know you kind of wanted this one probably a week ago, um, but let's—I guess—let's talk about the tires because I mean, um, this is race thirty of the year, and I think we've had three in this entire season where we haven't had tire issues. Um, what is it like as a driver to like have that uncertainty of knowing, not knowing when the tire is going to go, or if it's going to stay, or or how? Well, I mean, you have some sort of an idea. Uh, we, at the end of practice, we were one of a few that uh, had some issues with the right front tire. Um, so we knew we had some work to do, and there were some things we needed to change, maybe go up on some air pressure, that sort of thing. Uh, so it wasn't like a, an unknown, um, but, but certainly with, with the way the practice is set up, you, you're, you take a chance of not running enough laps if you're working on your car a lot to really get a read on if you're, you know, if you're too low on air pressure or too aggressive on one thing or another. Um, but in our case, we ran enough laps and we were able to see that that we had um, been too aggressive on our right front tire, so we made some adjustments going into the race, thankfully. But, uh, yeah, it is tough to not really know. I mean, sometimes you have a warning. I feel like at Kansas I did, at Charlotte I did, uh, Fontana a little bit, but it's very – it's very su- very subtle. I mean, you get a little bit looser. The car starts to have a slight vibration, um, but a lot of times the vibrations I had tonight were very 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 in- intense. And uh, you know, if it if if it was going to blow, it wouldn't have, but it didn't. How would you describe that for you? For me personally, well, for you being not in the playoffs anymore compared to some of the others who are in the playoffs, because you know Blaney said he's concerned um quite a few of the others for you you're not are you just now just is it fun like no i mean i'm concerned because i want to you know if we we blow a tire we don't have a chance to win the race 
um, you know, that's basically what happened in Kansas. It happened really early, and we didn't get any stage points, nothing. So, uh, you know, it's something we're always going to be aware of. I mean, we got to, you know, there's there's performance, and, and then there's a point where you got to be be smart and, and try and keep it inside the, you know, a realistic area. And uh, you know, if you, unfortunately for us, a few times this year, uh, we've had really fast cars, but we've been just pushing um, certain things a little bit too far, and unfortunately, we've had issues because of it. All right, we'll go up to Jeff. Were you having? <coughs> oh. Were you? Oh my gosh, are you all right? You sick? Were you having? No, I'm not sick. It just vanished during the race. Were you, you were you were that excited, <laughs> screaming and yelling? <clears throat> were you having flashbacks um, to Kansas? Like, oh yeah. You said after Kansas, you're like, you know, I don't want fast cars anymore. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I I would love fast cars, but like it, yes. But every time it seems like we we did have fast cars, something cr just just something would go wrong. So, yeah, I was I was a little worried coming into today about that uh, but but thankfully we, we we were able to you know cut those tires apart after practice and Goodyear was like hey we got a problem here like you know you need to be aware of this so we knew that we needed to okay be a little bit smarter going into the race make some adjustments but yeah it uh I, I love fast cars for sure I, I definitely kind of got twisted to where it's like oh you know okay well we make the car slower and you won't have tire failures but but seriously every time we've had a car that is that was off you know we're not making the most grip out of the tires so we're not you know pushing the limits of what the tires can handle so yeah i i definitely want to still have fast cars but certainly it, it is it is a bit crazy you know you have that short practice and you're going off of you know will force data and all these things to try and get the setup as close as you can you know you want to you want to have speed so you're going to push the issue in some areas and it's just hard to know where that line is until unfortunately something goes wrong or not Go right up there. Hi, Michelle Aaron from Cronkite News. I came out here from Phoenix. Um, keeping with the theme of the cars, we did see a lot of accidents tonight, like an unprecedented number of things that happened. Do you think there's still a lot of room to improve on these Gen 7 race cars? I mean, there's things that will continue to change, I think, as we learn more about this car. Um, it's just in the year or you know months that, that we've ran in this season from start to now, we learned so much about this car that we didn't necessarily know was going to be a factor or, you know, it's gone directions I think some of us didn't really predict. So I think we'll continue to make to make um, improvements and, and everyone will do everything they can to try and help the reliability and, and, and the durability of, of the tires. Certainly, you know, as the teams learn more about this car, you know, we're going to be finding ways to push this car through the corners harder than 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 some of the some of the wheel force cars will be able to do in the corners and so i think just as the teams continue to to go down that path of, of maximizing this car further and further you know we just keep making more grip and uh the tires have more and more stress because of it so i think it's just just kind of a product of of that that rapid uh, you know ramp up and 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 learning about this car that this kind of happened this year we'll go right up here Rob Tiongson from the podium. Excuse me. Rob Tiongson from the podiumfinish.net. Tyler, congratulations on win number three for the season. It's your first on an oval. Two questions for you. I mean, it was a wild race for sure. But how satisfying is this victory, considering how frantic this was, and 
And on a lighter note for my second question, how excited are you to finally get some cheddars, chicken tenders for fans out there? And maybe for me, too. Yeah. No, anytime that we can get that done, it's a big deal. Uh, going to a Cheddar's on a Monday night, it's going to be popping, that's for sure. There's going to be a lot of free chicken tenders, and, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully everyone's chowing down. But, but yeah, to get it done to Ovals, uh, it, it is important. I, I didn't know where it was going to come, but for it to be here is kind of a nice surprise. And, and based off, again, how our day started, I didn't really know what our result was going to be today. Again, we had a, we had a really strong car, but just things weren't going our way. But we were able to bounce back at the right times, and, and strategy kind of fell the way that it did. And again, our car was strong, so we were able to kind of mix it up. And it just turned out we had the right strategy, and we were able to be at the front when it mattered, and we were able to get to the lead and, and then hold on from there. We'll go here to the left. Mark Carroll, PRN, congratulations. Great win. What was your feeling coming across the start-finish line, heading out of turn four? You can kind of coast in. It was this massive relief. I mean, again, we had a very frantic race. It was almost, you know, the kiss of bad luck immediately if you were leading the thing. So just what were you feeling taking the checkered flag after surviving all this? It was a huge sense of relief for sure. Um, yeah, just the, the last, you know, ten laps, I would say, you know, I'm looking behind me, and Joey would kind of pop off a good lap, and, you know, I'd have to push a little bit harder. It, it's it's really nice when you're in that spot where you have a car that's that good to where you can just kind of drive it at, at 80% and not, you know, overstep your marks, overstep the line, um, because that, that kind of made me feel better about, okay, I got this vibration, but I can run the car 80% through three and four and not really lose much ground to Joey, so... Uh, to finally cross the line and, and know that we, we finished the race and, you know, that vibration wasn't really anything at all, it, as it seemed, uh, was a huge sense of relief for us because every time, like I said, it just seems like, like every time we've been fast, we've had something go wrong. We've had a failure, a tire go down, and um, yeah, after a while, it's definitely frustrating. So I was, I was definitely concerned, but we made it. And my follow-up question is this. I, when I see how hard this team fights for you and all you guys have accomplished this year any second any regrets about your decision to move on or move away from this team given just how good you guys are together um, no um you know it, it's my decision to stay and go wasn't had i mean at the end of the day it wasn't really oops the lid was popped off that thing um, another thing that went wrong tonight but hey we won <laughs> so um no no regrets i mean it, it unfortunately the decision that was made and, and my choice to move on had nothing really to do with my team it was just it was just circumstances with you know myself and rcr and um you know i, I love my team i've never been as close i am with this group as, as i have been with as, with anyone else and um you know it, it's a type of bond and 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 a group and the friendship that we have that will outlive our tenure together as as a, a driver and as a team you know we're already joking around about you know and in, in years down the road when when i'm running somewhere else we'll probably still be doing the same things we're doing now we'll probably still be spending spending time together hanging out doing that sort of thing that's just who we are so um yeah we're, we're making the most of this for sure you know it, it is unfortunate that you know Things do have to come to an end, and as it turned out, you know, it's coming to a close a little bit sooner than we all initially thought when, when I made my announcements. But uh, it's the direction that, that RCR needs to take for, for their long-term goals, and I understand that. But they're a great team, and they're going to have a lot of fun, and, you know, they're, they're getting a really good driver. Uh, 
you know, they're getting a really, really good driver, uh, you know, after me. So, you know, they're going to continue to have that success and have that, have that strong drive behind the driver's seat. So, you know, I, I didn't know if we were going to stay together our whole lives or, or how it was going to go. But if, if for whatever reason, you know, as it's turned out that I would be going the other way, I would, I wanted nothing more than for them to have like the next best driver that, that there is in the field. And for them to get Kyle Busch for me is, if I'm if I'm going one way and and I can't be with them any longer, if I could go through the list and pick a driver, that's the guy. So for for my team and those guys I care about a lot, I'm really glad they're going to have him. All right, we'll go back there and then up to Dustin. Uh, Steven Stump of FrontStretch.com. Um, it was said before, but Harvick, Elliott, Truex were among the drivers to crash out of the lead. Tire, tires have been a concern. Um, Obviously, you said you were kind of also focused on racing Logano, but in the last in the last green flag run, just how much in your mind were you thinking? Oh, please don't go flat, flat. Please don't go flat. Probably about I'm not gonna lie. Um, probably about half, about fifty percent of my brain was thinking about that, and the other fifty was just on on running clean laps. Again, that's just because we've we've had a lot of those issues this year. Uh, Fontana, we were leading in the Lenovo car of all things, and uh, blew a tire. Unfortunately, got ran over by William, and our day ended. Uh, Charlotte, another really strong car. We're running second behind Ross and had a failure. But we were able to rebound from Charlotte. Um, but there's just been a lot of races this year that's been that way. So because of that, yeah, it's it's in the back of my mind. But, again, it's, you know, everyone knows it coming into this. You know, you gotta you got to push some limits. And, uh, unfortunately, just – with the, with this new tire and with this new car, it's a little bit more sensitive to it. So you just have to be on top of it a little bit better. Be really paying attention to the tires after practice and um, be ready to make some adjustments going into the race so you don't have those issues. Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Tyler, I wanted to ask you about uh, the Byron Hamlin incident. And I think you were, if I'm not mistaken, you were only a few cars or a couple cars behind. What did you see from, from your perspective, first of all, please? Well, I'm not going to lie, Dustin. I don't really know what what happened. Um, I just know that I think it was Truex had the flat, and then I see Denny going through the grass. Um, so I, I, I don't really know what happened. So, I mean, if, if, some, if, if you do and you want to fill me in, that'd be good because, I mean – I can see they were going at each other, but I don't know if, like, William intentionally did it or not. I, I don't know those details. Yeah, Byron said that Hamlin forced him up, and two, he hit the wall, and then he went to hit him under caution and said he hit him too hard. Um, I'm curious from a, a competitor's point of view, and there's video that shows the contact happened after the caution lights were illuminated. Hamlin did not get his position back. Is that a concern or a type, or what type of question would you have as a competitor if you were put in that situation? Because well, obviously that Hamlin and Gabehart felt like they should have been put back in there because they had no control of not you know, maintaining speed because they got knocked out of the way. Yeah. Well, the, the one time I've hit someone under caution, I got parked. And William didn't get parked, so it's, it is different. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, yeah. You know, it was under caution. He got ran over. What can you really do? You know, it, it's it's one of those deals where you, you know, I feel bad for Denny and 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 the team. 
But, you know, rules rules. He didn't maintain speed. So there's just arguments all over the board, you know. Um, I don't know if we can really allow guys to run over other guys under, under you know, caution and be able to maintain their spot. You know, in Williams' situation, you know, if if he did run him over, whether it was on accident or on purpose, I feel like there should be some sort of, you know, penalty for him on that on that side because he's completely screwed someone's race up, whether it was on purpose or not. So I feel like there should be something done there. Um, I'm sure I'm sure they'll make some sort of a decision, or or you know, I'm sure it'll be something they'll they'll address this week and updates and um, on, on NASCAR's side. So I'll be curious to see what that is, but certainly we can't really have this where, you know, you dump someone under caution, they go to the back and you don't. I mean, that could be a potentially a really interesting uh, situation in the future. Another thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, you've referenced the, the issues been about the tire issues throughout this year. And obviously, I know you talk about it's the new car and everybody's learning. Um, what are the things that I guess, you know, maybe certain things can be changed now, but maybe some things can't be? What are the, the lessons or things that the sport, the teams, everybody needs to do in, in moving forward to try to limit it? Obviously, competitors are always going to push the limit, so even if things are dialed back, there's still going to be some sort of a limit. Is, is, is there anything that can be done moving forward, or is it this is racing and it's all about pushing the, pushing the line and this is what happens? I don't really know all the details on this, to be honest with you, um, but... But I, I do feel like it, that Goodyear will be able to correct this. I just think to a degree, potentially, as, as these cars have gotten faster and we're getting more speed out of them, maybe, hypothetically speaking, maybe we're, we're you know, putting the cars through more, more load and more, um, you know, putting more stress on the tire than, than they ever really thought we would be. I, I don't know. But I know Goodyear will fix it. I mean – that's what they do. You know, it, it's going to be a process, but, um, you know, I know they're going to be on top of it that, you know, hey, they don't want to see those those failures. We don't want to see them either. They're going to be working on um, looking through and trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And, you know, we'll all learn from it. It's a brand new car. This is the first time we've, in the history of our sport, we've gone to an 18-inch wheel and independent rear suspension. All these things are way different. Diffuser, all these things, way different. And so we're all learning together, and unfortunately – just the nature of it, we're having tire failures. We're going to go right up there. Matt Kreider, Denton Record Chronicle. Tyler, what is the feeling winning one week after elimination? Eh, I mean, it's still nice. I, as much as uh, it, it would be really easy to be thinking about, you know, oh, God, man, two points, and we're out locked in round eight, but – it's done. It's in the past. Nothing we can do to change it. So I'm just going to enjoy the win that we have today, tonight, and uh, get ready for Talladega and try and go do the same thing there. I mean, I would, I'd love to be racing for a championship. I really would, but we can't. We can uh, do everything we can to go out and win these races, though, from, from here to Phoenix. And what were you saying about the door foam and the steering wheel? I don't know. It was a warm day. Um, <clears throat> but, but, yeah, for whatever reason, it kind of come unglued and Next thing I know, I'm driving in turn one, and the door foam fell over, and I'm trying to turn my hands to turn the steering wheel, and the door foam was, was in in my hands and in my wheel, so I couldn't really turn the steering wheel, and I went flying up the racetrack. I was kind of fighting a loose handling condition, so, I mean, I could somewhat turn the wheel, but as soon as something had 
kind of fallen over into my hands and I couldn't be as smooth as I needed to be. Um, I was worried I was going to spin out trying to still steer through it falling over. So it, it fell over. I grabbed it and I tried to throw it over to the right side of the car. It got stuck right in front of my face, go down the front straightaway, which was not good. Uh, but I got it over to the right side eventually. And then under that lightning delay, uh, we were able to get it back out from the right side of the car um, and, and fix it and, and really just tape everywhere and got it really taped to the re to the to the left side of the car and it didn't come loose again right back there uh, caleb vessel speedway.com tyler congratulations um you mentioned earlier about talladega what is the mindset when you're out of the playoffs you got talladega next week you got the robo the week after um obviously there's going to be some guys looking for some points and whatnot and as a chevy driver are you going to be you know, trying to help them out, especially at Talladega, uh, trying to get some points, or are you just going out there and focusing on yourself and trying to get a couple more wins? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be selfish, honestly. I mean, I want to win for this team. I mean, I would I would love to be up at the front and hang out all day up at the at the front of the field racing, but the trend, unfortunately, recently with, with these just super speedways is just a lot of crashes. And whoever's left in the end can pick up the scraps and win. So it's something that's going to be on all of our minds this week as we prepare. What are we going to do? Are we going to be up front racing all day, maybe get crashed and be out? Um, you know, we're, we're pretty much just focused on winning races. So I think we get a feel for what our car is going to do and um, then make a decision. Do we run up front all day or do we kind of hang out and wait uh, for the big crashes at the end? Jerry. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires on it. You look like the smartest guy in the garage right now. You've got uh, – it's a bug what? flying around the room. She's freaking out. Sorry, Marissa's like yeah. – like. yeah, It's a bug. It's flying around. They're scared. <laughs> <laughs> you look like the smartest guy in the garage right now. I mean, you've got a – Why because do I? You've got a contract already signed, you're, and then your team is on – you know, that you're with now is on fire. You're, you're, you're basically, you know, padding your, your stats with wins. So you've you got to feel good about yourself. I mean, and, and the decisions that you made – what is left for you know this next year, for this year and then next year for Tyler Reddick before you move on, or how does that how does that play into the fact that y'all decided what you're going to do? I mean, I like winning, so I I just plan on showing up to the track and trying to win every race. I mean, nothing will really change. It's going to be same thing we thankfully did tonight. I'm going to try and do the same thing every week. It'll be a new challenge with with different people, and that'll be fun. I'll look forward to it. It'll be a new challenge. Got to accept it, embrace it. It'll be fun. All right, we're going to take one final question over there. Congratulations, um, Raphael with Arconic. So on yesterday, the story was, you know, what should happen to Texas Motor Speedway? So you've got a win here. What do you think should happen to Texas Motor Speedway? We heard everything from tear it down and start over, Atlanta 2.0. What are your thoughts? Hmm. Um, well, I mean, I, I look at – the mile and a half tracks that we really have and we got charlotte we got kansas we got homestead but homestead's its own you know animal it's a different shape atlanta's a super speedway now i mean i think i've kind of hit them all uh, oh vegas we got vegas um yeah so for me i mean we don't have at one time we had chicago kentucky you know a lot of different uh, mile and a half tracks so for me, I, I, I mean, I, I enjoy racing here now, but the Texas that I came into in the truck series, it was wore out. You could move all over it, had the tunnel bumps. 
Um, the, the, the layout of that old track was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. And some of the greatest drivers in our sport could just absolutely dominate here. So me, I would love to see it return to that. If we couldn't do that, maybe, you know, turn it into a true, true oval or, you know, something like Homestead. Um, not like Homestead, but, you know, make it, make it like the old Atlanta, something like that. Um, it just, for whatever reason, having, having tracks where one and two or, or one end of the track is really, really flat and the other end has a lot of banking, it kind of takes away variables. Um, you know, we, we, we have to lift a lot in one and two and it's very technical, but we get over to three and four and we're almost wide open. So, I mean, we'll, we'll for the most part, we never ever be running up by the fence in three and four. So I think just making the two corners very close together, I think would, would, would make, uh, that, that's what I'd want to see. It kind of return to its past or, or be something a little bit more old school. All right. Thanks for joining us, Tyler. Congratulations. Thank you. This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.